0: Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host. Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, you know, a lot of people are looking for confirmation that there's life after death. And today we've got somebody on who's had some really remarkable experiences and is doing some fabulous work. So, Heidi, let's get to it. Why don't you introduce her? Okay, mom, we're gonna talk with Irene Weinberg today. And as you know, we met Irene at Helping Parents Heal and she interviewed us for her podcast. We are gonna be talking today about grief and rebirth, like you said. And Irene is the author of They Serve Bagels in Heaven, which is a love story that begins with the messages Irene received during a tragic car accident that claimed the life of her husband she is the creator of the inspiring podcast which we have been on and it is called grief and rebirth finding the joy in life
1: welcome to our show irene oh it's so great to be here with both of you so what a pleasure to see you again
0: yes we uh, met irene at helping parents heal in arizona a wonderful organization why don't you start out by telling us your story
1: sure well I want to start by saying to everyone that I was a complete skeptic before this happened to me I thought any notions of spirituality were hooey ridiculous and I had a sister-in-law who was very spiritual my husband and I used to laugh about her that she was cuckoo but guess what I'm cuckoo too now because (laughs) (laughs) what happened to me was uh uh I was married to the love of my life it was a second marriage we were married about 18 years bringing up each other's children And uh, I was one day washing dishes at my kitchen sink and suddenly a thought came into my head that was not my thought, and it said Saul has to go many lessons will be learned by his death, and Uh I was like what the heck am I thinking and I went. I gave him a glass of water. He was watching, you can tell him a jersey girl. He was watching a Jets game on uh T on TV in our family room. I kissed the top of his head. I handed him a glass of water and I put the thought completely out of my mind. Of course you never forget it. But I was like, this is ridiculous. I don't know what I was thinking. And 2 months later, we were on the New York State Thruway coming home from a ski weekend. We were going 72 miles an hour on the left side of of, of a two-lane road and all of a sudden I felt the car go into a huge swerve and Mm. I looked over at my husband and I said Saul and he was sound asleep at the wheel Mm. wow and he woke up and he went to try to pull the car out of the swerve and as he did our car rose up into the air for the first of four flips I had as a result of the accident I had four major surgeries over two years, but I was conscious through everything. And as we took the first ride up, it was like I was in a gigantic roller coaster. The car kept flipping over and bouncing hard. And as we took the first ride up, another message came into my head and it said, he's not going to make it, you are. As we landed, we landed upside down on the side of the road and I looked over at Saul And I said, honey, are you okay?" And indeed, what i had been told was true, I realized I was sitting next to the shell of my husband and that indeed he was gone. And I thought, oh my god, something is up. I got all of a sudden, like changed my belief system. I was like, I got those messages and this is coming true. And then I suddenly saw a helicopter landing Mm -hmm. and these these EMTs jumped out of the helicopter. Rided my car, one of the EMTs reached his hands through my shattered window, undid my seatbelt, turned me around, grabbed me by my shoulders. And as he was pulling me out of my car, an unemotional, authoritative male voice, like I got a heavenly directive and here my husband is gone. And the directive is be loving and kind to everyone as they laid me on the side of the road. And I have to tell you, ladies, this changed my life. Instead of screaming for me, I knew something was up. I suddenly perceived that Saul was with me, but now on the other side, I started saying to people what's your name it's the weekend before Christmas, instead of screaming for myself as they were tying a tourniquet around my leg and all. I'm saying thank you for so coming out, thank you for helping me they load me into a helicopter to take me to an emergency trauma Center I have the same attitude when they bring me to the emergency trauma Center. And the way I handle things with love and kindness to everyone and not screaming for myself, I literally got a call three months later from the assistant to the surgeon who saved my life and she said i want you to know that you changed lives in the emergency room that night we never saw anyone respond to a tragedy like you had the way you did and i said trish i had a spiritual awakening it changed my life
0: wow wow right
1: so now i'm in. but now i'm in grieving hell I mean, all right, now I'm three uh, three days in the hospital, two blood transfusions, 19 stitches in an artery in the bottom of my foot and I didn't know I had three big operations yet to come and I am I come home and all of the issues, you know, stepchildren, finances, business, everything left up in the air and I'm in a wheelchair. Wow. And I'm just about out of my wheelchair about 6 weeks later when I got a call from my dry cleaner now i'm starting to get an idea that something is up and there's more to life than what we see but of course i'm enmeshed in the details of what's going on you know choosing a coffin in our in my tradition shiva and all that kind of thing business there's business
0: to be done it's it's because you know i was widowed a couple of years ago and there's a lot of business
1: a lot of business and he left me with all kinds of business issues because he wasn't planning right let's put it this way on the physical level he wasn't planning to go his call knew something else which I found out later so uh I got a call because I'm very friendly and I got a call from my dry cleaner I talked to everyone and I got my dry cleaner called me he said you know Irene he said I don't usually share this information with people but I feel like you need to know that eight years ago my son died of a drug overdose and my wife and I were inconsolable and we went to all these grief specialists and counselors and no one really could help us and then we found out that the soul goes on to the other side he said we've been in communication with our son through this person and that person and in two weeks we are going to be seeing a guy who's going to be very famous one day and if you come with us and will not even question anything and you may get a message from saul i had no idea what he was talking about mm-hmm. but i knew something was up i'm just out of my wheelchair two weeks later i drive to his home which is five towns away from me get out of his car and i go into my dry cleaner's car so my car is at my dry cleaner's home and mm-hmm. we drive another six towns away to a Hilton where this man is and we walk in and he looks at me and he says I don't even want to know your name just go upstairs I had no idea what I was coming to and there were about 35 people in the room and in those days before voice recorders each one of these people had someone to take notes uh, mm-hmm. as people came through and it was like so weighted for me to get the idea that these people were getting these amazing messages from their loved ones Uh, I'm getting a message from someone who shot himself in the head with a pistol oh my gosh that's my father I'm getting a message from someone who says you she saw her daughter hanging three pieces of art for Christmas oh my God that's my mother and about halfway into it he said I'm getting a message from someone who's talking about Dr Pepper And I nudged my dry clear and I said, Oh, my God, it's Saul." 15 years before he met me my husband's brother who was a big advertising executive on Madison Avenue in New York City put my husband's name Saul Weinberg in a Dr Pepper commercial that it was coming East from California and let's talk to the man on the street Saul Weinberg what he thinks of Dr Pepper Soda and he used to think it was hilarious and the medium who was reading doing this who was just starting out was the very famous John Edward wow. and Saul came through for like 40 minutes with such details including he's telling me you're driving his favorite car with soul z on the license plate i mean how the heck could john edward know
0: (laughs) i love that that this was
1: parked this was parked like towns away in my dry cleaners driveway And he's telling me, you're wearing a skier charm under your blouse. Who is Matt? I said, oh, my God, that's my son. He's talking about Bruce, my stepson. On and on and on and on. He's saying he died in a different state than where you live. He died in New York. We lived in New Jersey. On and on and on. How has this changed your life? Oh, my God. Well, it started opening me up to the fact that we go on. It started opening me up and I started seeing other mediums. And I started getting another message that there was a divine plan that Saul and I had been in many lifetimes together. Who knew Mm -hmm. that Saul and I had been in many lifetimes together and that there was a plan that if certain things didn't work out for him in this lifetime, he was going to leave early and we were going to work across the veil to help a lot of people. And I'm starting to get a message that I'm supposed to write a book. I said, a book? What book? I was a violinist growing up. I was a buyer for Macy's. I helped him in the real estate business, but it was him. And I started working with someone and channeling a book and asking him questions. What was it like for you to cross over? What do they do about people who are evil people? What do they do? Tell me about soulmates and on and on and on. And I I wrote the book and now I was out there in this world with my book. They serve bagels in heaven. Good they serve bagels in heaven right and great it's, name and thank you and there is a scene where um what i learned is that when you cross over to the other side they create a visual for you that makes you comfortable as you acclimate to your new situation without your body and his was that his mother met him and created a scene for him where they were having coffee and bagels together in heaven so now i'm opening up to all of this And I'm having a good time, and I'm helping a lot of people. It happened in 1997, so I can easily talk about it because it's been 25 years. But the interesting thing—it
0: sounds like it's been a real journey for you.
1: It's been amazing, Mm -hmm. and it changed my life because, Gloria, to tell you truth, it—I it changed the way I handle everything. I'm Mm -hmm. conscious now. The big difference it made for me is that I know that we go on i know that i need to be responsible for my choices i know that i need to be responsible for the way i handle people and talk to people that everyone is on their own journey Mm -hmm. that i try very hard uh, i work very hard on not judging people anymore uh and and being and also that loving and kind means being loving and kind to me too so you know how so many of us so many of us worry about being loving and kind or being good to the people in our lives but what good are you to anyone if you don't also take good care of yourself Mm -hmm. so Irene
0: how do you take care of yourself
1: first thing I did which is part of my podcast that Mm -hmm. has evolved is I went to healers Mm -hmm. I went to a life transition coach Mm -hmm. and as I opened up to this world I also went to an, an energy healer and I worked with mediums I'm listening and I'm like I wish I could do that it sounds expensive I have to say that I also found that there are mediums who can work with in group situations Mm -hmm. where it's cheaper to um get a message I facilitated many of that and there are a lot of organizations where you can get help like one of the first organizations I worked with for counseling was Jewish family service that charges you according to need so I am sure that people can find counseling and now there's telehealth and there's all kinds of things that people can take advantage of I had worked with this um life transition coach years earlier for other issues so it was easy for me to write go back and a lot of therapy is also covered by insurance these days so it doesn't have to be um that exorbitant and the other thing I think about is isn't your emotional health worth investing in
0: so Irene you were a young widow and I'm wondering I mean it's all died before old age so did you find support with
1: other women that had had a loss of a spouse I did I joined some mm-hmm. grief support groups um and I found though that the that some of the women who were in grief support they were leaning on me because I was getting mm-hmm. counseling.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So maybe so, that's something else that will happen to me. If I don't have the money and I find other women, I can even follow that trail. And Absolutely. You know, peer support is actually the number one way that people get help
1: absolutely
0: your support's a a wonderful thing well tell us a little bit about your podcast and what you're doing now because I know that's another free Mm -hmm. free thing right it's a
1: free thing and it not only is a free thing but so many people are getting um help from it I became very passionate about healing because I realized that as I was healing my issues with grieving and learning how to be alone in the world without soul and boy, that was a hard adjustment and a mm-hmm. lot of work on my part. And then I was opening up spiritually also and 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 doing a lot of energy work. As I was growing, I was realizing that this backpack of troubles that I had grown up with from my childhood and different things were starting to loosen. I was letting go of them because I was healing. And one day I was sitting uh, here, as you see me, and I suddenly, and I don't get all these messages, and the word podcast came into my head. Mm -hmm. and i did not even know what that was because i'm a baby boomer so i said to my publicist what's a podcast and she said oh i can help you do that and i thought i I said to myself well i'm getting a message this is my next step so understanding now that i'm a light worker to bring these concepts out to the world um i thought well who am i going to interview and i said because i was helped by counseling I'm going to interview grief and trauma therapists Mm -hmm. because I was helped by an energetic healer. I said, I'm going to interview healers because I was helped by mediums. I said, I'm going to help um, mediums. And the most amazing thing that also happened to me was as they pulled me out of the car, my husband was buried on my son's 21st birthday. Mm -hmm. And as they pulled me out of the car, one of my, my thoughts, not something that came from the other side, my thought was... I am going to get through this somehow, because I have to teach my son that you can get hit by a grenade in life and come through it to the other end.
0: And I became
1: very, very passionate about doing everything I could to move my, in my process, in my way to move through this, and my son, four years after Saul died, made the comment to me, Mom, there's been nothing worse than seeing you in complete despair and nothing better than seeing you being able to have joy again wow
0: wow well, let's end on that note because that is a fabulous mm-hmm. note and you certainly have found joy and brought joy into the world how do people find your podcast I'm sure your book's on Amazon
1: my book is on Amazon you can go right to ireneweinberg.com. and my podcast is right there I'm also on every all the podcast uh outlets I'm on YouTube and um the podcast is now in 17 countries it's helping a lot of people and because I interview healers what happens is a lot of people go to my podcast and I have everything categories if if you're a healer if you're a medium or whatever and whatever your issue is you can go onto the into onto the healing community on my podcast and you can find people who match your need or who you want to learn from so that's an inexpensive way for people also to get healing in a way because I ask those questions.
0: Thank you so much for being on this show. My pleasure. We are on one of her podcasts, so uh, we enjoyed it a lot. And thank you so much for everything you're doing in Sal's memory and telling us about your experiences.
1: Thank you. And I encourage everyone, everyone to check out your interview on my podcast. Thank you for helping people find joy in life again. Thank you. Thank and you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Heidi and I want to thank everybody, all of you, for joining our show today. And we always want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own. And God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week. We're another Open to Hope conversation where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.